Good Saturday, everybody. This is Brian Bledsoe on the Desert Farmer podcast. And uh, just want to say what an amazing day we have going on out there right now. The sky is blue. Sunshine is out. We've had rain off and on over the past few days. And the temperature is going to hit about 72 degrees this afternoon. About as pretty of a fall day as you will see here, at least in Colorado. And really across the Western High Plains, the weather is absolutely fantastic uh, this morning. So just welcoming you back to uh, the second episode of the Desert Farmer Podcast. The first episode, uh, just... I tell you what, just so grateful for all the listenership and all the feedback that I've been getting uh, during the course of this week. It's uh, It's been truly a blessing to have you listen to me and actually find what I say interesting and uh, that you actually want to listen to it. So that's always a good thing. I was planning on having a guest on here this week, but something happened to me earlier this week that uh, kind of put uh, the brakes on that a little bit. I woke up on Monday morning, had a blood clot in my lung. Uh, just severe pain just came on like that. Uh, went to the ER and uh, did some scans, saw what was going on there, and uh, fortunately, uh, I didn't die. Uh, and granted, the situation and the gravity of the situation I understood at the time, but I was just like, you know, uh, we got to get in there and do what we had to do. Didn't have to have surgery, gonna do some blood thinners here for about the next three to six months or so. But uh, I've got my wind back, I can actually take a deep breath without a knife stabbing me in the back and whatnot. But uh, pretty scary time earlier this week. But uh, I know some of you knew that already. I've been talking about that with some of you, and we've been kind of bantering back and forth about you know what it actually means, you know, to have our health, not just physical, but also mental well being, which I know the mental health aspect of farming, ranching in the western and southern high plains and, uh, you know, in the Dust Bowl region of the country can large times take a huge toll uh, on us all. So, you know, I know the saying is as old as it gets. If you have your health, you have everything. And uh, I've been a big believer in that for many years and uh, just kind of had to hit a little closer to home this this week uh, versus anything else. But I'm back in business and uh, things are on our way and kind of going back a little bit to that mental health situation because the, the situation that we find ourselves in, in the desert farmer region, if you're getting rain, great. If you're not getting rain, especially this time of year when you're trying to shove some wheat in the ground, it can be very trying and looking at different parts of your region and saying, you know, it's not raining here. I've got problems to deal with. It's taken a toll or I had my other crops beat to death by hail, which is obviously still a thing. We've been talking a lot about that and the prospects of our hail season going a lot longer this year than maybe in years past into September. And that hit home in southwest and western Kansas last weekend. We hit home in west Texas uh, over the past couple of days in eastern New Mexico. And uh, that kind of stuff I know can take a toll on the mental health. So just want to let you know, you know, reach out to me. You know, I, I'm I'm always available. And as Coach Prime says, I'm not hard to find. All right. So whether it's on Twitter, a lot of you guys have my email address or my phone number or whatever. Just reach out, you know, if if just just to chat. It doesn't even have to be about business. It can just simply be about life, the family, your kids, your wife, whatever. Uh, just to take some of that stress off of it. It is extremely important because those stresses can take a huge toll on that. I know I'm not telling you anything you didn't already know, but I always like to have that conversation with folks that are are near and dear to me. So uh, I hope you're well. I hope you're living a blessed Saturday out there today. 
Uh, hope you're able to get outside a little bit and enjoy the weather. And uh, hope you've been able to enjoy the rain. I'll tell you what, the recent rain that a lot of us have been seeing has definitely been a huge blessing and in stark contrast to what we've had to deal with over the past few years here uh, in the Western and Southern Plains, where we haven't had any fall moisture around here, where the fall has been hot and dry. Well, we definitely have broke that pattern, at least for the time being, for a lot of us. And I know if uh, if you're listening across eastern and southern Nebraska or eastern Kansas, I know that you're a lot drier than your western neighbors. Okay, that's just that's just been the facts of the matter for the past, you know, several weeks and whatnot. But the overall pattern change and the breakdown uh, that has happened farther west is is very important to you as well because when that pattern breaks uh and we see some things taking we'll put it in a favorable position uh to possibly see some rain down the road you got to look at that bigger picture and the thing that i'm really focused on right now is uh the southern branch of the jet stream all right a lot of times you have two branches of the jet stream one in the northern stream up running across the canadian u.s border and another one that will materialize across the southern tier of the united states that is usually typical of an el nino well right now we've got a southern branch of the jet stream or the subtropical branch of the jet stream that is cooking from hawaii right up to the southwest and the west side of the united states and running across the southern tier of the country you want to know why we had ice machines and by that i'm saying hail producing thunderstorms that ran their way out of eastern new mexico and the west texas over the past three days it's because of that southern branch of the jet stream that jet stream energy fueling those big thunderstorms down there. You'll want to know why we've had some significant rain take place across eastern Colorado and west and southwest Kansas over the past uh, you know, week or so. It's because of that southern branch of the jet stream that's bringing that energy in and helping to fuel that business. And I don't see that changing, folks, uh, for quite some time. As I said, that is a hallmark of the El Nino pattern. Uh, I spoke about that on my Twitter page a little bit earlier today, showing that southern branch of the jet stream and what it's going to be looking like off and on over the next couple of weeks or so. So if you live uh, in the desert farmer region uh, and you see that southern branch of the jet stream cooking this time of year, that if nothing else has got to give you a lot more hope for uh, better weather conditions than anything we've had to deal with over the past at least couple of years and possibly three years. So if you find yourself struggling for moisture, if you find yourself looking at the forecast and saying, I'm going to have to dust my weed in again, just, just take, take heart that the pattern is different than it has been over the past couple of years. And you might be saying, well, Brian, I don't have any moisture out right uh, there out there right now. How is it different? It's different because the patterns of the past few years that have been making you dust that winter weed in are radically different this year than what we've seen before. In the past, there really wasn't a whole lot of hope for fall moisture. And this year, we're shoving moisture in the ground regionally, maybe not in your backyard, but regionally. And that makes a huge difference in changing the overall optics of the pattern going forward. That moisture in the ground is huge. And that, while, while uh, folks from Clovis to Lubbock and up toward Earth, Dimmon, Friona, Amarillo, southward maybe down toward Midland, as far east to say Austin. While you haven't had a whole lot of rain to deal with over the past few weeks or so, this recent pattern change has definitely put some moisture in the ground. And while for some of you, 
it may have ended up being a little bit too late. Uh, you're always going to take that rain because some of the rain that they've had, as I'd mentioned, from Clovis to Lubbock and just east of Lubbock was on the order of about three to six inches this week. Some pretty significant stuff has taken place down there. And if nothing else, that can go a long way into helping recharge uh, your profile and getting some of that subsoil moisture cooking. So uh, again, for those of you that don't have the rain right now, just be patient. The next couple of weeks or so, the better rain chances, in my opinion, from what I've been seeing, are gradually going to shift farther east across Kansas, are gradually going to shift a little farther east across Nebraska, southward down toward Oklahoma. So uh, just maybe be a little bit patient with that. And I know that that talk is cheap right now. You want rain and you want it now, but I think you're going to have to be a little bit patient, but I do see some hope for you uh, on the horizon if you haven't been getting that rain and you're a little bit farther to the east, folks. So. Uh, Good news there for you. Uh, something else I'd like to talk about today, and I enjoy talking about this with you folks all the time, is drought folklore. All right. And you might say, how in the world are can you get excited about talking about drought folklore or droughts of the past or what what this is and how it is significant to you? All right. Have any of you read The Worst Hard Time? I'll tell you what. If you want to read a book that really uh, captures uh, the human interest of what the Dust Bowl and uh, the, the worst hard time is all about, then you need to read that book. And it, it basically talks about the Dust Bowl region, all right? Springfield, Liberal, Boy City. Amarillo, Dalhart, Lubbock, even as far north and northeast as Imperial and McCook. Uh, that region right there, as east as Dodge City, okay? That region right there, uh, which obviously is considered the Dust Bowl region and was coined that, uh, had some of the most extreme and worst weather that you can imagine, not just in the 30s, okay? And I know the Dust Bowl time and the dirty 30s get talked about a lot in the 30s, but even in the 50s, and I talk about this a lot, that the, the 50s in many cases for those regions were actually worse than what they had in the 30s. It was just that we were so much more advanced in terms of how we were conducting our agricultural business and our farming practices in the 50s versus the 30s. Now, uh, to, to backtrack a little bit here, the worst hard time is basically about the Dust Bowl time in the 30s, all right? And uh, it talks about anything from the rain follows the plow, to what the market looked like, to new new, new, new technology, to uh, booming towns at that time. And it also takes into account not just the highs of that, but the extreme lows that we're going to follow. Okay, particularly in 1931 when a humongous wheat crop came in, all right, and it started to depress prices uh, that led to the eventual, uh, you know, wheat market collapse and so on and so forth. But the, the, the interesting thing about it to me is the anecdotal accounts from actual people that lived through that time. And that book really captures that in my mind. And uh, I've, I've read it a couple of times. I actually on a, on a, um, I had a work trip to Canadian Texas last, uh, last spring. And I actually racked it up again on an audio book just because 
I the the story is so captivating to me about the the culture of the time and what it, it what it actually took to live through that time. And I go back to what we talked about a little bit uh, ago about mental health. Uh, just just sit there this afternoon. Okay, if you're in a tractor listening to this this afternoon, or if you're just sitting at home, or if you're in your pickup or whatever, okay, but just think about what you go through on your daily basis on your farm right now versus what folks did back then. And you might say, well, Brian, you're comparing apples to watermelons here, okay? No, I'm not. This is the advent of technology that took us from that time to where we are now, whether it is technology regarding your your equipment that you, you farm or ranch with, or whether it is just simply crop genetics or plant genetics that have taken us from where we were to where we are now and those and, and how those evolve and how those make your lives easier on a daily basis. And for those of you that may have forgotten or for some younger farmers and ranchers who uh, may not have that historical context, I urge you to go back and read or listen to that book because to hear those people tell their stories and that is just simply from an economic standpoint. But to hear them talk about the dusters, they call them, the huge dust storms or haboobs or whatever you want to call them nowadays, that would roll down from the north with each cold front and just basically black out the sun when these things were coming through, I think that's really hard for somebody who has never been through something like that to wrap their mind around and to hear them tell those stories uh, in their own words is is pretty amazing stuff, at least in my mind. Um, but to see where it was at that particular time, to see it evolve into the 50s, just to have us go through droughts, uh, you know, even in the 70s. Uh, and periodically in the 80s. And then here in the past 25 years or so, to see us go through some of the worst droughts we have seen in recent memory across eastern Colorado, southwestern Nebraska, western Kansas, the panhandles of Oklahoma and Texas. It, it really kind of brings it back into context about, yes, the droughts we've had recently have been awful, okay? from a historical standpoint, from a statistical standpoint, all right? But the the advent of technology has made the ability to get through those particular times infinitely better. And I think everybody would at least agree to that. So, you know, when the weather is, you know, you feel like the weather's against you, your back's against the wall, you're not able to do exactly what you want, you know, to, to go ahead and, and read some of the things that those those pioneers actually went through and had to deal with. Well, at least for me, you know, it, it really helps to put it in context. If I think I'm having a bad day and I remember or uh, because I've researched a lot about the Dust Bowl and a lot of what went what went into making it both in the thirties and when the Dust Bowl region was impacted again in the fifties uh, by those droughts and by those dirt storms. Um, it makes me, it makes me grateful. And um, I think that that's something that a lot of us need work on uh, is just simply being more grateful. All right. I know right now when I look at a map and it shows who it, who has had rain in the past uh, 14 to 30 days. All right. It's tough to be grateful when a lot of areas have had it and some areas still haven't. But 
as I said, it's a beautiful Saturday. The weather's fantastic outside. And the situation is a whole lot better than it was just even last year at this time. And if nothing else, that is something. And I think that this week, in particular for me, while I always try to be grateful about certain things, it, it is uh, it is reiterated to me just how short life is. And when you go through a situation where your health is threatened in a particular way, I know it kind of brings that home once again, even if you know it, even if you live it. But it truly makes you take inventory about what you're grateful for, the things that you have done and accomplished, both in your profession or when you just simply look at your wife or your kids or just your personal accomplishments. Maybe you don't have a wife and kids. Maybe you're building your 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 uh, your outfit up to a situation and that's that's what your goal is. Uh, maybe you're trying to save a certain amount of money for this kind of thing. But again, it makes you take inventory about what you've done, how you've gone about it, the things that are important. And I don't think a lot of us do that maybe often enough. And it's especially hard to do something like that uh, when you've had this amazing crop and you get it to September and the hail beats the hell out of it. I get that. Okay. I totally do. But Bringing that full circle, think about those trials and tribulations that those pioneers went through. And when you read some of that or when you listen to some of that, it just really makes you think, why in the hell did you stay? What made you stay and stick that out and persevere? And I think that's really what the desert farmer camaraderie and lifestyle is really all about. And when I get emails, when I get direct messages on Twitter from people that I know, like I have this week, that have, uh, have basically you know, said, hey, thanks for what you're doing. Thank you for giving us a voice. We've been waiting for this for a while. It really makes me grateful to be connected to you desert farmers. And while I will never pretend to know what you guys go through on a daily basis, because my agriculture experience growing up um, was blessed in many ways. We didn't have the biggest farmers, uh, you know, farm equipment out there. But I'll tell you what, I know you guys are still going through it. While I'm sitting here talking to you on a podcast, and I'm very grateful that you folks are doing that. I'm very respectful of what you guys do. And when you guys show me that respect back, it makes my heart full, clear and simple. So on this Saturday, I want to leave you with the fact that I love you folks. I hope your life is good. I hope you're enjoying this beautiful Saturday out there like I know I'm going to, and that I am exceptionally grateful for your support, your friendship, and uh, let's continue to make this great. My next episode, I hope to have a guest on with me. I'm not exactly sure who that's going to be, um, but if you're interested in being on the podcast with me, as I said, I'm not hard to find and hit me up.
You folks be blessed. Enjoy your day. And we'll be chatting with you again soon.